discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Father, thank you for grace. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you for your precious Holy Spirit. Please and guide us in every single situation of our lives. Thank you, Father, that your word pierces our hearts today and causes us to do what it is saying. Thank you for ability from above, strength from above. Thank you, Lord, for great inspiration from your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the gift of understanding. We have understanding, clearness of understanding in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you so much, even in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may take your seats in heavenly places where you belong. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I've been sharing concerning serving the Lord or working for the Lord through what? Through soul winning, isn't it? All right. The last time we spoke, I spoke to you concerning um, you presenting people to the Lord on that day. Hallelujah. How many of you? are realizing that you are presenting somebody. How many of you are not presenting anybody on that day? Hey! It's a very serious thing, isn't it? Hallelujah. Today I want to take you to another dimension of what I've been sharing with you. You know, there are rewards. Tell anybody there are rewards. There are rewards for serving God. There are. A very powerful, great result and rewards for serving God. If you read in First Corinthians chapter 15, isn't it? Verse 57 and 58, I believe. You'd see it there. First Corinthians 15. Thanks be to God, which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. The CTA says, Therefore, my beloved, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know, that your labor is not in vain. Your labor is not in vain. Let's read the Amplified. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be firm, steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, always being superior, excelling, doing more than enough, doing more than enough, but do more, than enough. do more than enough. Go beyond yourself because there are rewards. Okay? Doing more than enough in the service of the Lord, knowing the reason why you will do more than enough is because you know. And you are continually aware that your labor in the Lord is not futile, it is never wasted or to no purpose. There are rewards, earthly and heavenly. Earthly rewards and heavenly rewards. 
So as you, as you decide to work on somebody, to, to work on a soul, and establish a soul, make sure someone is established in the church. I remember how you were when you came to church. You've been worked on. You have stayed in the house of God. You see, I remember how you came. I remember, I, ask your neighbor, do you remember how you came? <laughs> yeah. I remember how you came. I remember how you came. I remember how you came. I remember how everybody came. I remember how you came. I remember how you came. Hallelujah. Do you see? Yeah. Do you remember how you yourself came? But you see, the Lord is working on your heart. Working on you. So it's not, it's not only a one-time something. It's not just bringing a person to church once. It's making sure the person is as, is as established as you are. Do you understand? Making sure the person comes to church without even you having to bring the person. There are some of you who don't have to be picked up for church. Is it true? If you're like, I lift up your hand and let me see you. Hallelujah. You don't need to, you will come on your own. Because you know what's going on. You know why you must show up and present yourself in the house of God. But there are some who don't know. They are the ones who have to be brought. And you have to assist them, help them, bring them in. As you do so, the Spirit of God will reward you. God will reward you. You see, it is not a man's work. It's God's work. Did he say, for as much, doing more than enough in the service of your pastor, or in the service of uh, your elder, or in the service of a certain man? No, it's in the service of the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's the service of the Lord. So as you, you have to drive people to the house of God. Do you see? Drive people to the house of God. Because there's a prophecy hanging upon your life. Okay, there's an ability of the Spirit that has been given to you. Go to uh, Zechariah chapter 8. Let's read from verse 20. Zechariah 8 from verse 20. You see it. Thus says the Lord of hosts. It shall yet come to pass that there shall come people and the inhabitants of many cities. Since many people will come to you. And if you've realized, as you're moving around, there are a lot of people who are around you. You don't need to look far when it comes to working for the Lord or bringing someone to the house of God or winning a soul, compelling someone to stay in the house of God. There are a lot of friends you have who are not serious with God. Is it true? Oh, ask a neighbor, is it true? Do you have friends who are not serious with God? They are not serious. They don't like God. Whenever you meet them, it's only foolish things that they want to talk about. They want to talk about sex, drugs, porn, shatter things. It's like you don't know what I'm. It's like I'm a bad pastor for mentioning some things in the church. Hey, Hallelujah! <laughs> yeah, let me let me preach and be happy. Is it? Only foolish things. They don't have God in their mind. They don't entertain God in their mind. Those are the people I'm talking about. They are the ones God wants. God likes such people. The Bible says that if one sinner repents, if one person changes, there's, there's part in heaven. Yeah, so God wants such people to change. Do you understand? Yeah, and you realize that you were like that some time ago. Yeah, you realize that you were like that. You didn't also used to like God. You were raised in the house of God. You, you were raised in church. And do you remember that you were raised in church? But you weren't serious. There are people in there who are still not serious. Yeah. And you have different comment themselves with mother church syndrome. This is my mother church. What, what are you talking about? You are, you are not following what is going on in there. 
Roman Catholic is good because it's serving some people. Some people are being saved through that. Others are not being saved. They are just sitting there. They are not, they are not growing in any way. There are some who don't also stay. They've never been in church. Never. They only go on 31st. To tell God that Charlie, we are around, so make sure the year goes well. And then they leave. That says a lot of us. It shall yet come to pass that there shall come people and the inhabitants of many cities. And the inhabitants of one city shall go to another, saying, Let us go speedily to pray before the Lord and to seek the Lord of hosts. I will go also. He says, it, You see, it is in your hearts to come to the house of God, but because they've not received an invitation, they can see the changes that are happening in your life. When they check, it's like, Hey, Charlie. This guy, all of a sudden, they say we are going for camp. Wow. And he's going for the camp. <laughs> hey. You used to have five boyfriends. And all of them were sleeping with you. One comes on Mondays. The other is on Wednesdays. The other is on Fridays. The other one is on Sunday afternoon. Then the, the last one is on Sunday evening. That was your shadow. But all of a sudden, it has, it has reduced to one. It reduced to four. Then it reduced to three. Then it reduced to, to two. Then it reduced to one. Right now, you are struggling with the one, but it will change very soon. And your friend is seeing that Charlie, that thing has reduced. It has worked. Like your life is changing. Five alive. <laughs> hey! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You used to be a club boy. Yeah. Tuesday evening when people are sleeping, you are in the club. Yeah. Go shorty. It's your bed. You are just chilling. But right now you are in the house of God on Wednesday evenings. Hey. They are seeing it, but they need an invitation from you. Do you understand? They need an invitation. They need you to tell them, Charlie, let us go into the house of the Lord. Let us go. Let's go to the place where I've been going to. Come and come and see the place. Let's go. Let's go and hear the word of God. It's, it's, it's a prophecy. And the inhabitants of one city shall go to another saying, let us go speedily to pray before the Lord. They realize that Charlie, they need God. Let us go and seek the Lord of hosts. Then he says, I will go also. Next verse, verse 22. Yea, many people and strong nations shall come to seek the Lord of hosts in Jerusalem and to pray before the Lord. Next verse. That said a lot of hosts. In those days, which days are those? These days. These days. And he says, it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord shall be exalted above all the mountains. It means that God's house shall be the most important thing in people's lives. We must make that prophecy come to pass by simply inviting people. Just invite, Charlie, let's go to church. Don't be shy of inviting someone to church. People are inviting people to all kinds of places. Huh? Report whole week is coming up. Shatawale is coming. Is Shatawale coming? Who? Stoneboy is coming. Stoneboy is coming. You'll be surprised that there are people on campus. You'll be surprised that there are people in Kumasi. All of them will show up. They will gather. People will gather. Hey, Charlie, I was involved with Report, report Hall Week some years ago. Yeah, yes. Yes, I was assisting to organize it some time ago. Yeah. Yes. As I was, as I was God told me that what you are doing is wrong, so I stopped. But I was in the process, and people people were calling from Lagos. Yes, people were calling for people fly and come all over. They come. Oh, when I was in school, 
Guinness, Guinness, Guinness Ghana. Yeah. Guinness number one customers was Republic Hall, JCR, even, till, even now. They are number one. Booze, you talk about booze? I mean, after Republic Hall, the world smell of alcohol. Hey! Alcohol, even the walls are drunk. So people are confident about the, the wrong things that they are doing. I don't know why you are shy of just telling somebody, Charlie, come to the, let's go to the house of the Lord. You see, it doesn't make sense why you are shy. What you are carrying is good. Are we killing the people in the church? Oh. So you, you, Charlie, be confident. Let's go drag people to the house of the Lord. Let's go to the house of the Lord. They may hear something that will change their lives. Yeah. Okay. That's it, Lord. In those days, it shall come to pass that ten men shall take a hold out of all the language of the nations. Even shall take hold of, of the skirts of him that is a Jew. He says, they shall take hold of the skirts. Take me. They shall compel. Charlie, let us go. Saying, we will go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. Is God with you? Ask me, neighbor, is God with you? Yeah. God is with you. So drive people to the house of God. Okay? Yeah, be, a, be a, a child of God who is interested in driving people to the house of God. Don't never come to church on Sunday on your own. It's called Mega Sunday Church. As you are coming, you have mega people around you. Like, drag it, Charlie, let's go. Let's go. Pay for the alloy firm, bring them. Pay for the first time. Next time, tell them you are paying your own thing. <laughs> bring them to church. What do you think? Yeah. It's very important. You know, one of the major things that uh, makes you think that you cannot do it. Because sometimes people feel not qualified. You know, you, you feel like you are, your problems have not finished. <laughs> I, I used to see what I'm talking about. It's like you realize your problems have not finished. Like I was saying, your boy, the, the boys have reduced. It's left with one B. Right now he can't, that's one of He doesn't want to leave. So you, you, it's like, I'm not so qualified. I'm not so good. Can I do this thing that you are saying? Yes, you are the one God likes. What do you think about that? You are the one called lies. God uses people who are not correct. And he makes them correct. God is the one who... Call, God qualifies. Okay? When you feel qualified, you are actually disqualified. In your, qualific- in your feeling of qualification, you are disqualified. It's a testimony of your disqualification. Hallelujah. Ask those who preach. They'll tell you that they never really know that. They never feel really confident... Like fully, do you understand? But they preach anyway, and as they are preaching, the spirit of God takes over. In the Old Testament, the priests were not supposed to were to be shaved. All the hairs on their body was to be shaved before they become priests and serve in the in the house of God. Why? Because hair represents strength. God didn't want them to use their natural strength to do His work, so He made sure they were shaved, so that they will use His strength. They rely on His ability. Hallelujah. You know Moses. When he was 40, the Bible says that when he came to... Let me show it to you. Can I show it to you? Uh, I have so many things to share with you, so... Go to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 11. Let's read from verse 12. Hebrews 11 from verse 12. Go down. Go to where Moses Moses was giving birth to. 23. Okay, go to 23. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hit three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child. And they were not afraid of the king's commandment. Verse 24. 
by faith, Moses, when he was come to years, so there was a day when Moses came to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He's talking about the time when he became 40. When Moses became 40, he realized that the life he was leading was not the life that God would want him to lead. And so he decided to change. When he came to his realization, he realized, no, no, this is not what, what, what I'm supposed to be. This is not what I'm supposed to be. So when he came to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Next verse. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. This was when he was 40. It came to him that, no, 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 let me choose affliction. Let me choose to suffer with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasure of sin for a season. Next verse. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. Moses had access to the rewards that God gives. And he realized the rewards that God gives is better than the pleasure that were in Egypt. It was bigger than the pleasure that were in Egypt. Egypt was nothing. Egypt was the highest city of pleasure. But Moses came to the point where he realized that, no, this, these things, they will just, you know, some of the things that we do, they are good. So when you're doing some foolish things, some sin, sin is nice, or is it not nice? Yeah. Tell the truth and shame the devil. <laughs> it's like you don't like, you, you don't know what I'm talking about. Sin is very nice. So nice. It's enjoyable. Your, your, your flesh, like, so nice. So nice. But the end is death. The end is death. Something drastic, something dramatic will happen that will shock you. Yeah. So Moses came to, it's like these things, it's like they are nice, but at the end, they'll destroy me. So I will not follow these things anymore. I'll follow what God wants because God has better rewards for me. Are you seeing it? I see you coming to that realization in Jesus' name. And he realized that he was called by God. Look at the next verse. By faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. He saw God and said, I'll follow God rather than follow these things. Now, he felt, he felt that he was qualified. You see, he, he, he was able to redeem himself from Egypt. Yeah. And he felt that he could redeem the children of God from Egypt because God has spoken to him to redeem the children of God from, from, from Egypt. But he was going to do it by his strength. If you go to Acts chapter 7, you see the other side, what actually happened to him. Let's go to Acts chapter 7. Let me show it to you. You like my message already? Yeah. Acts chapter 7. Let's read from, from verse 20. Acts chapter 7 from verse 20. In which time Moses was born and was exceeding fair. And that was what the other place said, that he was a goodly child. Uh, it means that he was a fine boy. Moses was a fine boy. Hallelujah. As you being a fine boy. And nourished up, he was fed in his father's house for three months. Then, next verse. And when he was cast out, Pharaoh's daughter took him up and nourished him for her own son. He became Pharaoh's daughter's son. Next verse. And Moses was learned. You see, this was Moses by the age of 40. He was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians. And was mighty in words and in deeds. He was mighty in words and in deeds. He was very hard. History says that Moses led, Moses was a general of Egypt, actually. He led the Egyptians to defeat the Ethiopians for the first time. Egypt could not defeat Ethiopia, but when Moses became a general, he led Egypt to defeat the Ethiopians. Yeah, very wild. He was learned in all the wisdom of Egypt. Message, go back to that place, and let's read the message, verse 22. Moses was educated in the best schools in Egypt. He was equally impressive, impressive as a thinker and an athlete. Are you saying it? Very wild. So he felt that he could redeem the children of God from Egypt by his strength and by his qualifications. He was schooled in, 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 in engineering, in architecture, 
in, in agriculture, in military array. I mean, he was very wild. He was a strategic guy. Hallelujah. But God said, no, you are not qualified. Look at your next verse. And when he was full 40 years old, this is when he came to, yes. When he was full 40 years old, it came into his heart to visit the, his brethren, the children of Israel. So he went. Next verse. And seeing one of them suffer wrong, he defended him and avenged him that was oppressed and smote the Egyptian and killed him. He killed the Egyptian. You know the story, isn't it? Next verse. For he so, Why did he do it? He, did, he killed the Egyptian because he supposed his brethren would have, would have understood how that God by his hand would deliver them, but they understood not. So at 840, he knew the calling of God for his life. He knew that God was going to use him to take the children of Israel out of Egypt and deliver them. He knew at 840. But in his mind, he was going to do it by his strength. And God said that, brother, by strength shall no man prevail. It is not by your qualification. It's not by how good you think you are. It's not by your works, like by, Charlie, I'm the most righteous person in the world. When you are not feeling good, that is going to win a soul. Are you, are you seeing what I'm talking about? I'm trying to let you know that God is willing and ready to use you. The way to stop doing foolish things is by working for the Lord. Yeah. Because it's not by your natural thinking and your natural qualification that you have in your mind. Everybody has a certain bar and a certain standard. You can't wait to get to a certain point where you become very good. I, I, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. There, there's something you are trying to stop, but you can't stop. Mm. It's like you are trying to stop it, but you can't stop it. So you are praying that when that thing stops, then you will start doing the work. Of, we've been talking about working for the Lord since the beginning of the year, but you have not done anything. You have never invited anybody to church since the beginning of the year. Why? Because it's like... <laughs> do, do you understand my message? <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm not feeling too... I don't know. Is this masturbation? If it only to live, if this one would... Brother, work for the Lord. As you work for the Lord, hallelujah. It will fall. Just look unto the Lord, it will fall. The way for it to fall is to look unto the Lord. Do, do, do you like my message? How many of you are going to work for the Lord? How many of you are bringing somebody to church on Sunday? Hey, it's like some people are not lifting their hand. Though. They still feel bad. Oh. I'm preaching. I'm preaching good. Drive people into the house of God. Don't look at yourself. Don't look at what's going on with you. Just bring the people to the house of God. As you busy yourself doing the work of the Lord, you'll be shocked that all the things that are worrying you will just fall off. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not by natural qualification. It's not. Go to Colossians chapter 1. Let's read verse 12. Colossians 1, 11 and 12. Strength with all might according to his glorious power and to all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. Verse 12. Giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us what? Let's read the Amplified. We don't understand meat. Amplified. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us and made us fit to share in the portion which is the inheritance of the saints, God's holy people in the light. It is God who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of God's saints. Hello? It is God who has made us fit. God who has made us fit. God who has qualified us. Okay? God is the one who qualifies. He qualifies the one he has called. And strengthens the one he has called. All you need to know is that I'm called of God. And because I'm called of God, I can do what God wants me to do. It's finished. And as you make steps 
and take steps to get what God wants you to do done, you'll be surprised that every single thing will fall in place in your life. It is God who qualifies. It is not according to ability. It is according to the ability of God. It is not according to our strength. It's according to the mercy of God. We engage in the ministry by the mercy of God. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1. You see it there. 2 Corinthians 4, 1. It's by the mercy of God. I never felt, I never knew how I could even be a pastor. I never thought I could be a pastor. Every day when I wake up, I wonder what I'm doing here. But it's God who's strengthening me and keeping me and helping me to be able to do what he wants me to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. He says, therefore, see, we have this ministry. As we have received mercy, we faint not. Are you seeing it? He says, we have this ministry. As we have received mercy, it is the receiving of mercy that qualifies you. It is the mercy of God that keeps you in the house of God and keeps you doing what he wants you to do. There are rewards, though. Tell me about the rewards. God wants to give you rewards on that day. When you stand before him, he wants to give you rewards, crowns of righteousness, crowns of rejoicing. It's his mercy. It is not according to... Nobody is thinking that a person is perfect. That is why... No, preachers are not perfect. Children of God are not perfect. We are being perfected. The church is full of sick people, spiritually speaking. Hallelujah. But we are in the church. That's why the church is the number one place for you to be offended. Hello? If you have, how many of you have ever been offended in the house of God before? Someone has stepped on your toe before or said something you don't like before. If you've not been offended, it means that you are not yet close to the house of God. But when you start getting close, some, someone will offend you. That's how it is. That's how the house of God is. Because the place where people are being transfigured and transformed, character problems, challenges, Hallelujah. So we engage in the ministry by the mercy of God. By the mercy of God. Okay? Now, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Let me read from verse 1. And I want to read it in the Amplified Version for you. It says, are we starting to commend ourselves again? Or we do not, like some false teachers, need written credentials or letters of recommendation to you or from you? Do we? Next verse. No, you yourselves are our letter of recommendation. It says you, you are a letter of recommendation. Our credentials. Yeah, you are my credentials. So the people are his credentials. The, the testimony of changed lives and transformed lives is his credentials. That is really called of God. Are you seeing it? Yeah. Written in your hearts to be known, perceived and recognized and, be, and, read, and read by everybody. As the people are transformed, as the one we bring to the house of God is transformed, there's a testimony that you are really called of God. Wow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As you are being changed, it's a testimony that you are really, everybody gets to know that, hey, this person was like this, now he has become correct. Who, who helped him to become correct? It is because of this person. That's a testimony and a credential of your, your, your ministry as a child of God. Next verse. You show and make obvious that you were a letter from Christ delivered by us. Hallelujah. Ask your neighbor. Are you a letter from God? Yeah. Tell him you are a letter from God. Yeah, yeah it says you show and, and, and make of us that you are a letter from Christ, delivered by us, not written with ink, but with the spirit of the living God. And not, not on tables of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, as you are changing in the Lord, that's what happens. You are a letter from God, a letter from Christ, delivered by the one who ministered to you. Next verse. 
Such is the reliance and the confidence that we have through Christ toward and with reference to God. Then he says, not that we are fit. Paul was saying that he's not fit. Not that we are fit. Qualified or sufficient in ability. I see it. You see, Paul had a history. He had past. His past was the past of murder. He had murdered people. He had killed people. He had, he had killed someone's father and was, he had been changed by God and was now preaching to the same, persons, the, the same person who, whose father he killed. So he knew that it's not by physical qualification. It's by the qualification of God. He says, we are doing these things. We are turning people's lives around, changing people's lives and making them letters of Christ and all that, not written with ink, but with the Spirit of God. We are doing all these things, not by because we are qualified or anything. Not that we are, we are fit or qualified and sufficient in ability of ourselves to form personal judgments or to claim or count anything as coming from us. But our power and ability and sufficiency are from God. Did you, did you like my, my message? They are from God. It's God who qualifies. It's God who gives the ability. It's God who gives the sufficiency. Next verse. It is he who has qualified us, making us to be fit and worthy and sufficient as ministers. You think that you are not a minister. Keep your finger here. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Let's read from verse 17. Every one of us is a minister. Immediately you became, you became born again. God made you a minister. And you must do what God has called you to do. You must fulfill your role. You see, the last time I spoke to you along this line, I spoke to you about how that a microphone can be used to stare cocoa. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. The fact that a microphone can be used to stare cocoa does not mean that that was what it was made for. Yeah. What was the microphone used to, made for? It was made for us to speak through and for it to amplify our voices. Isn't it? If there were no microphone connected to an amplifier here, I'll be struggling to communicate to you. This is the purpose of the microphone. It, was, it can be used to stare things. Is it true? It can be used to stare things. It can be used to stare cocoa. Fine. I mean, I think we should start a, a, a cocoa joint like that. You have two microphones on you. just staring. No, I mean. Cocoa mic. I will call it cocoa mic. Hallelujah. Do you know that you can use a chamber pot as your bowl? Do you know chamber pot? Ask your neighbor, do you know chamber pot? What is, ask your neighbor, what is chamber pot? What is it? Kraba, kraba. Yes, that's the kraba. Do you know you can use a chamber pot as a bowl? Yeah, the second school I went to, my, my, a friend of mine was using chamber pot. I mean, we just wanted to be extreme. The boys wanted to be extreme in their, in their, in their actions. You get it? Like, who, who, is, who, can, who is the echest of them all? Sometimes we wash their, their, their church cloth. You know, everybody had a school cloth. They wash it, and then they'll put it on the, after washing it, they'll put it in mud for it to become brown. So that it looks very dirty. So it's like they're the dirtiest boys in the school. The foolishness is real, isn't it? Yeah. Some people also sleep with them, sleep with them, the, the cloth, ah, so it smiles. Then you come, I went to a miss school, so you come to the, where the girls are, then you do this. Then you. Uh-huh. It's like it's very, it's very nasty. Uh-huh. Yeah, you impart them. That was what we were doing in the school. Terrible things. And one guy wanted to, like, he wanted to win the, the award. So he, he got the foolishness award. So he got chamber pot and he was eating in it in the dining hall. When the teachers are not around, he, just, he was informed three at that time. So 
You just get the chema pot. They will put the jollof rice inside. Yeah. But is that what the chema pot was made for? That's all. But it can be used. You can use it fine. Listen. The W the white seeds, the W white seeds, that white seeds, it can be used as a as a salad salad mixer. You put salad inside, you'll be mixing salad inside. But was that what it was made for? Is that what it was made for? Yeah. So you two, you are made for something. You are made for something. You were made for God. You weren't made for yourself. You weren't made for fornication and foolishness. You were made for God. You were made to do the work of God. Yeah. You like my message or you don't like my so i'm trying to help you find what you have really made for this is what you are really you can be used for other things but this is what this is the main reason for your manufacture this is the main reason for your existence to minister to other people and change other people's lives and stabilize people in the house of god that is where your real fulfillment is real fulfillment is not people are the last time i spoke to you about satisfaction people are dissatisfied in this life in this life oh. A lot of people are dissatisfied. They are moving around, doing all but they are not satisfied. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. True fulfillment, true satisfaction is in doing what God has called you to do. And I want to show it to you here. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. He says, when you become born again, all things, all things are passed away. All things become new. Then he says, and all these new things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. God has reconciled us to himself. He has brought us back to himself by Jesus Christ's son. You see, and as soon as he reconciles you and brings you, makes peace between you and God and brings you close to God, he gives you the ministry. He says, and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Are you getting it? Yeah. A lot of us don't understand reconciliation. Reconciliation. Let's do the amplified of this verse. But all things are from God, who through Jesus Christ reconciled us to himself, received us into favor, brought us into harmony with himself. Have you seen it? That is just, and he gave to us the ministry of reconciliation, that by word and deed we might aim to bring others into harmony with him. This is your life. This is what you have been created for. To bring others in harmony. Immediately he gets you born again, he gives you an ability to bring others in harmony with him. See, I'm a minister of God. God. Lift up your right hand, everybody, and say, I am am a minister minister of God. God. This is my calling. This is my my purpose. This is is the reason why I'm existing. You're not existing because of uh, some some whatever. Yeah, this is what you're existing for. The moment you accept it, it becomes real in your life. Okay, you have to bring others to Christ. Reconcile others. Change other people's lives. That's what you have been sent for. And he gives you the ability to do it. He qualifies you. He qualifies you. Look at the next verse. To wait. He's showing you the message. Eh? The witness. What's, what is the ministry of reconciliation? To wait that God was in Christ. Reconciling the world unto himself. Not imputing their trespasses unto them. It means that the, the announcement that God has brought, the news that God has brought, the good news is that God is not angry with man anymore. God is not at loggerheads with man anymore. To wait. To witness. The word to wait means to witness. To speak of. To wait that God was in Christ. Reconciling the world unto himself. Not imputing the word, their trespasses unto them. And has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. This is the word of reconciliation. 
that God is not that God is not angry with you. It's English. Read it to me. God wants us to tell people that by Christ, He was bringing the world back to Himself. He was bringing all people in the world back to Himself to be His friends. God was not continuing to remember all the wrong things that people do. This is the message God has given to us. He wants us to tell people that He has brought them back to Himself. Hallelujah. Is it powerful? Is it powerful what He has said? It's a very easy, easy English to understand. You don't need complications to understand anything. So this is what you're existing for. If you don't do it, you will not, you will not be fulfilling your purpose. What do you think will happen to the buckets that you empty your hot water into? You know, when you, let's say you're boiling hot water on a, on a pot, on a, on a fire, there's a specialized silver for boiling the hot water, isn't it? Yeah. But when you finish boiling the hot water in the silver bowl, you empty it into a bucket, which is normally made of rubber. Isn't it? What will happen if the bucket starts saying to you that, why? Why is it that you don't put me on the fire? Like, why, why are you doing that? Why don't you? I have to also be on, on the fire so that I can experience the fire. Every time I'm, I'm seeing the bathroom only, I'm not seeing the kitchen properly. I just visit the kitchen just one minute and go back. I want to. What do you think will happen to the rubber? The day you put it on the fire, it will just melt. Isn't it? We are fashioned for a particular purpose. We are not fashioned for something. There are some things that you get yourself involved in. You, you just destroy your life. I don't want you to be 90 before you realize that you've made a mistake all the 90 years of your life. Hmm? Yeah. Say that will not be my story. Yeah. There are some people when you tell them some of these things, like they don't, they don't know what. They don't know how they are going to retrace their steps because they've gone ahead in life. They've wasted their years on unnecessary things. Unnecessary things. They've wasted just serving Babylon. Serving this world. Hallelujah. You have to be smart. Though. When you die, none of these things will make any difference. Though. Do you know? But it says, naked we came into this world. Naked shall we depart. You didn't, come into, you didn't even have anything when you came. You were naked. Your bottoms were on. Everything was on. It says that is how you live this world as well. You won't live with a car. You won't live with a house. You won't live with... <laughs> you won't live with any of your shirts. Your favorite boxer shorts will not go with you. It is what you have done in the house of the Lord. The souls you have won, that is what will follow you. The people you have established in the house of God. That is what will follow you. Isn't it amazing? Yeah. But everybody will paint another picture for you. As though every other thing is important. Apart from. Every other thing is good. They are all good. And God aims at helping you even get those things very easily. He says the way to get all those things is just do what I want you to do. Have you read Matthew chapter 6 before? Let's read Matthew chapter 6. Let's read from verse 28. Okay. Matthew 6 from verse 28. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You like my message? Read it to me. Let's read it in, the, in an easy, easy, uh, whatever, version. Let, BB, do you have BB, Bible in basic English? Okay, so let's read it there. I want all of us to read it together. One, two, go.
Did you believe in what you just read? How many of you believe in what you just read? So it's not that God is not interested in giving you what. He says everybody, the Gentiles are living their lives in search of these things. But you be smarter, be wiser. Don't let the reason why you are going to school just be because you want a certificate to be employed. So you, you are, it's like I'm a very serious student. Why are you a serious student? I, I learn very much. But there's a first thing in your life that you have to, be, you have to attend to. The reason for you existing in a certain school or existing in a certain workplace, those of us who are working, you are working there because that is your place of evangelism. That is your place of soul winning. That is the context, that is the nation that God has given to you to win. Do you understand? Yeah. That is the nation that God has given to you to win. When Jesus said that, go into the world and disciple the nations. The word nations meant na- people, people who you are close to, people who are around you, ethnos. It means a group of nurses, a group of students, a group of doctors. If you're a doctor, group of doctors. Make sure group of, you bear fruits after your own kind. Hmm? You must bear, can a papa give bear fruits, uh, bear mango fruits? No, it doesn't happen like that. Papa must produce papa. So if you're a student, you must produce students. Hallelujah. Do sheep give birth to pigs? If you're a sheep, you give birth to sheep, isn't it? So wherever your sphere of contact is, is the place where God has given to you to bring people from and win lives from and change lives from. That is what that is the reason. That is actually the reason why you are there. When I went to when I came to university some years ago, I entered university about 16 years ago. First year. When I came to or more than 16 years ago, oh yeah, about 16 years ago. When I came to first year, as I laid down on my bed. That's what God whispered to me and said that 50 other people were competing with you to sleep on this bed. That's what God told me. He said 50 other people were competing with you to sleep on the Oh, you don't know. Do you know how many people are rejected? And how many people are accepted into the school? When you're applying for a job, do you know how many people, how many people are rejected? How many people are interviewed? You have no idea. There are so many people who are competing, competing with you for that same place. You must live your life. That's what God told me. You must live your life to make sure you help those who didn't come. And change lives where you have come to. Yeah, that's what God told me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. We are ordained by God to bear fruits. You see, in John chapter 15, verse 16, he says that you have not chosen me. It is God who has chosen. We didn't have enough wisdom to even choose God. If we leave it to yourself, you will do foolish things. And do you waste your life. You waste your life. You waste your time. You waste everything. By the time you realize you are dead and gone. And you go and you realize nothing. There's, you didn't do anything. You, you can't even be anywhere. Yeah. He says, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And I've ordained you, I've anointed you, that you should go forth and bring forth fruits. And that your fruit should remain. So it's about making sure they stay in the house of God. Do you understand? Yeah. If you can work on one person, just work on one person. Two people, work on two people. For the leaders, in every four months, everybody is establishing five people. We call it five alive. Every four months. Five people, you are working on five people, stabilizing five people in the house of God. Yeah. You too, you can stabilize five people. Why can't you stabilize five people? When you are coming to church, you have five people following you. Any program, five people are following you. What do you think will happen? God reward you. You like my message? I'm just showing you about purpose, real purpose, real, the real reason why you're existing. 
It's not because of marriage or bearing children. Brother, marriage is powerful. It's part of God's plan. God is the one who created it. God likes it. But that is not the main... You see, um, when you are moving from Accra to from Kumasi to Accra, do you go through Konongo? Do you go through Ageso? You go through Ageso, right? Do you go through Konongo? You go to many towns and villages before you get to Accra. Is Konongo your destination? So what will happen if you get to Konongo and you get down and you do the Kaaba by and then you stay at Konongo? What, what do you think will happen? There's something wrong with you, actually. You don't know it, but there's something wrong with you. Maybe someone is waiting for you to act in Accra and you are at Konongo looking for the person at Konongo. So there are things on the way to our destination, but those things are not the actual reason why we are existing. Yeah, they are, they are, they are, they are wife. You have a wife on the way. You have children on the way. You have a job on the way. You have a car on the way. You have a house on the way. You have all those things on the way, but that is not the main reason why God gives you all those things. The main reason why God gives you all those things is so that you use them as instruments, as tools to change lives. We are made for the ministry of reconciliation. So you walk around and think like that. Be looking for who you are, whose life, whose life am I going to change? I'm going to change someone's life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we are, we are engaging it by the mercy of God and by the qualification of God. Okay? It is by the qualification of God. Go back to that place where we're reading in 2 Corinthians chapter 3. If you remember, we're reading 2 Corinthians chapter 3, isn't it? Yeah, someone just came to church and some people are following her coming to church. Do you think she should not be rewarded? She'll be rewarded. Even if it makes you late, be late. Even if it means you have to, because you see, you are giving them something good, but they don't like it. Because of the blindness that is around. The devil is smart. Let me show you our ministry. Can I show you our ministry? Go to Acts chapter 26. Acts chapter 26. Let's read from verse 15 to make sense from verse 15. Okay? This is Paul. When Paul, Paul was doing wrong things, he was fooling around. God, Jesus met him and changed his life. Okay, and, and I said, who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. But rise and stand upon thy feet. Paul had done so many wrong things, but when Jesus came, he didn't say, you, you have been killing people, you have been doing this, you will see what I'll do to you. That's not what Jesus said. That's, you see, God is letting you know that he's not looking at your wrongs. Don't, don't consider your wrongs. Just focus on doing what he likes. As you do what he likes, you'll be surprised that the wrongs will change. Everything will be fine. That's the way to go. It's the master key. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. But rise. Say but rise. But rise. And stand upon thy feet. For I have appeared unto thee for this purpose. To make you a minister. I have appeared unto you to make you a minister. And a witness. Both of these things which thou hast seen. And of those things in which I will appear unto thee. I have appeared unto this for, for this. To make you a minister. Say I'm a minister. God has appeared to me. To make me. A minister. Don't keep quiet though. Say some, okay? Yeah. Go back. Go back to verse 16. To make you a minister and a witness both of these things which thou hast seen and those things in the which I will appear unto thee. Next verse. Delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee. I'm sending you to these people now. To open their eyes. I'm sending you to... This is what we do. We open their eyes. Why? Because their eyes are blinded. You see what I'm, you see what I'm telling you? is very important. This is the most important thing in life. Oh. 
I'm telling you, <laughs> listen, you can chill and do whatever you want to do, have sex as much as you want to, whatever, do whatever you want to do. But when you die and leave, you'll be shocked that all the things that you did were nothing. It was a bunch of foolishness. It was a bunch of willy, nothing. There's no nutrients in willy. You know there's no nutrients in willy. But we like it, isn't it? There's no nutrients in it. It's just exercising your jaws. It's nothing. You realize your life has just been spent for nothing. Listen, all of us here are involved in something. Yeah. The guy standing there is a lecture on campus. A lecture on KNST campus. Yeah. Selection can that's what he does, but that is not the main reason why he's alive. There are doctors amongst us, that is not the main reason why they are alive. Do you understand? Yeah, you are a doctor so that you can change your patients' lives, give them, give them more time for God to work on them. Yeah, the devil would want to terminate you <laughs> as quickly as possible so that you don't have an opportunity to change. There's an unseen force. That is working behind every door, every window, driving you to do to go to the wrong place and driving you to end up in hell and end up in darkness. There's an unseen force. So everything is painted to let you know that, oh, what they are saying is not true. What God is saying is not true. Every other thing is important. Apart from doing what God has called you to do. Yeah, it's called the blindness of the devil. He says to open their eyes. Why? Because they are blind to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light. Let me show you a scripture. Go to Second Corinthians chapter four, right? Verse three and verse four. Second Corinthians chapter four. I'll be writing the scriptures down. Yeah. It says, "But if our gospel be hid, let's read a, a lighter bit. Let's read uh, amplified. Let's see what amplified will say." But even if our gospel, the glad tidings also be hidden, obscured, if it is obscured and covered up with the veil, because that's what happens, it's obscured and it's covered up with the veil, that it hinders, that hinders the knowledge of God. It is hidden only to those who are perishing and obscured, only to those who are spiritually dying and veiled only to those who are lost. Are you seeing it? Next verse, next verse. Why are they, why are they lost? Why are they blind? Why, why can't they see what's going on? There's something really happening, but they can't see it. There are demons, there are forces, there are powers that are around pushing you, oppressing you to do the wrong things and to cause you to land in hell. But this is not seen. You, it's called enjoyment. It's called enjoyment. Yeah, it's called enjoyment. Look, look at what, message version. Verse, verse what? Verse 4. Let's read the message version, verse 4. Then we'll come back to Amplify. All they have their eyes for is the fashionable God of, the, of darkness. It's called the fashionable God. He's fashionable. This is like removing your breast and taking a, 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 a picture of it. It's very powerful. It's, in, it's like fashion. It's like you don't know what I'm doing. Are you in the, are you, are you in the church? Are you in the church? You are here. Or oh, it's choking you too much. I'm choking you. I'm choking you. Ish, ish. The fashionable. They say all the eyes, all they have. All they have eyes for is the fashionable God of darkness. They think he can give them what they want. And that they won't have to bother leaving a truth they can't see. They are stone blind to the day spring brightness of the message that shines with Christ. Who gives us the best picture of God we'll ever get. They are blinded. Best picture that we can ever have. But it's like, it's not, it's not important. The most important things are painted to be nasty, to be terrible. If you see a don't go adverts, 
it's so attractive. Fade, Ade, Fade, Fade, Oh, it's so nice, isn't it? It's like it's gospel. It's so nice. Yeah, it's like if you are bad, you become nicer, isn't it? Is it not true? The girls will even like you. You don't know that HIV is waiting to catch you. You don't know. I was listening to, I was watching uh, a certain um, documentary of a certain actor, very famous, you know him, who passed on about, passed on 2012, January 12th, I think, 2012. No, 2015, rather. I don't know if you, should I mention his name? Because he's dead and gone now. Uh, fair guy. He was a fair guy. No, he's Nigerian. Uh, do you know him? Obiekwe, uh, something, something. Very fine guy. Yeah, he, do you know he's dead? What they were doing a document, his friends were doing a documentary concerning him and his life and how he lived. It was not a small thing. He died at age 35 or so. Do you know when we say someone is a boozite? He could drink. He drank himself to death. It was not a small thing. You see, it looked like it's nice, but that was what was going to kill him, but he didn't know. Sin always looks nice. It looks... <laughs> Until you are hooked on and you can't let yourself go. Yeah. Very, very wicked. At his last days, that was when he went to the house of God. He will be saved, I'm sure. But it's not just about salvation. It's about doing what you are, you are sent for. DC. Yeah. So you have to be smart. You have to be very, very smart. Tell nobody you have to be very, very smart. You don't know when your time will be up. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know. Go, go, go back to the, the Amplified. Let's see what the Amplified will say. For the God of this world has blinded the unbelievers' mind that they should not descend the truth, preventing them from seeing the illuminating light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, the Messiah, who is the image and likeness of God. He's blinded their minds. It's a blessing for your mind to be opened. It's a blessing for you to be hearing what you're hearing. You may not think it's something, but that is the blessing of God, that you can hear and know the truth, know the reality, so that you can save yourself and redeem your life from terror. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This appeared to make you a minister to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light. Go back to that place, Acts chapter 26, right? I think we are in verse 18 now. But rise and stand up. Go to verse 17. To open their eyes. I've sent you to open their eyes. Say, I open their eyes. Say it again, I open their eyes. Yeah. Like, oh, we are all in the same class. We are all in the same class. We are just friends in the same class. Oh, he's my, he's my schoolmate. He's my classmate. That is not enough. He's your classmate because God wants you to win him. Oh, we work together. Is that all you want? That we just work together? The most important and the most... The, what is more eternal is not, is not seen. It's hidden. It's not considered as a big deal. Like, it's nothing. 
You can go to the, those who are. I used to. I used to work in a in a, in a school. I used to teach in a secondary school. I taught in a secondary school for five years. Maybe when I was teaching, you were in secondary school. I taught from two thousand and eight to two thousand and thirteen. So most of you were in secondary school at that time, or even before you went to secondary school, isn't it? Yeah. All my everybody I taught, I will teach you the gospel. I will teach you the word of God. You can ask anybody. You can ask any of them. One of my students is here. Michael, are you here? Yeah. Did I teach you when I was in school? Did I ever talk about the gospel? Yeah. I will, uh, I will talk about it. Because I know that beyond the chemistry, beyond the CH2 plus O2 is equal to C2O2, H2, and all those things. There's something more. What will you do with C2O2, H2? What will you do with it? All the things you learned, you've not even used it. When we were in primary, when we were in Jesus, they were telling us, uh, study about ruminants. Then they will let us draw a ship, and then we'll draw the stomach, and we'll be labeling the past. Are you using it today? What, what, what did you do to When you even see a goat, you don't even remember that a goat has those things inside it. All you are interested in is eating the goats, chewing the goats. Is it not, is it not true? There are a lot of things that you are, it's on, but they are just wasting our life and wasting our time with such things. Abomasu. Uh, Abomasu. Do you remember Abomasu? Omasu. And all those things. Every other thing in life is painted to be very powerful. When you get to the point of marriage, marriage is also elevated. It's like marriage is the most important thing in life. They are all aids, though. They are all to help you do what God has really called you to do. You must open your eyes. Do you understand? From the, and turn them from darkness to light. And from the power of Satan, because there's a power of Satan that's holding them, to the power of God. That they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith in, that is in me. That's, what, that's, what, that's our ministry. This is the ministry that we are called into. To turn them from darkness to light. Bring them into God and help them receive the inheritance that God wants for them. That's why they must be in church every time. They must be in the house of God every time because they must see the inheritance that God has for them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It, it looks like it's not, but it's very, very important. If you don't help them change, you think that your life is just, you are, I'm, I, I, it's just me, I'm just fine, everything is fine. I'm, I'm coming to church, I'm okay, I'm sitting in the house of God, everything is fine, everything is okay. It's not like that. Some, God has made you, you see, after making you, a, making you a minister means that God has made you a watchman. Whether you know it or not, God has made you a watchman. You may not think that gravity exists, but it exists. It's working, it's there. Whether you like it or not. In the same way, there's a responsibility that God has given to us. And we must do that responsibility. If we don't do it, a lot of people will be in danger. And you yourself will also be in danger. Can I show it to you? I want to make you sad small. Yeah, I have to show you the whole counsel of God. I was, I also be in trouble. See, it's not seen, but it's there. Go to, go to Ezekiel, Ezekiel chapter three. Let's read from. Hmm. From a 17. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a very serious thing. It's not, it's not a joke at all. It's not a joke at all. It's very, very serious. Okay? It's very, very serious. Son of man, I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore hear the word out my mouth and give them warning from me. 
You know, Paul said that we, we, we counsel every man, we teach every man, and we warn every man because there's a danger related to it. That, that is in Colossians, Colossians chapter 1, verse 28. Go to Colossians 1, 28, and I'll come back to this. He was talking about Christ, okay? He says, Christ whom we preach, warning every man. Have you seen it? Warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom so that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Every man, not some men, every man. Christ whom we preach, warning every man. So there's a warning aspect of it because it's dangerous. People are going to hell and we are sitting down in church, everything is fine. We are just doing lipo, 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 drinking tea and everything is fine. Doing big makeups and bringing big hearts to church. The church is full of that. People are like, oh, we are the ones going to heaven. The rest should go away. But they don't know that they will, also be, they will also be put to account for letting people go to hell. If your mate is, da- is dead, the first que- when I hear someone has passed on, the first question I ask myself is, was the person born again? Especially if I knew the person. Was the person born again? Was the person, person born again? Was, did he receive Christ? Because all those of us who know those who have passed on, they will ask us questions. Especially if you are activated in your mind. Yeah. Especially if you know, you, know, you know the Lord. Go back to that place. Let me show it to you. Ezekiel chapter 3, right? Verse 1. Verse 17. Son of man, I've made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Hear therefore, therefore hear the word at my mouth, and give them warning from me. When I say unto the wicked, thou shalt surely die. God says, if I say to the wicked, you shall surely BB, BB. Simple English. When I say to the evildoer, death will certainly be your fate, and you give him no word of it, and say nothing to make clear to the evildoer the danger of his evil way, so that he may be safe. That same evil man will come to death he, in his evil doing, but I will make you responsible for his blood. I will make you responsible for his blood. I will make you responsible for his blood. Just if I tell, because God has said, all, all evil people will die, they will go to hell. I've said it. Now you tell them. God needs your voice. He needs your mouth to tell them, brother, you better change. Let's, let's be serious. Tell them, let's be serious. Let's put all jokes aside. The thing is, it's not the way you see it, though. You better change your ways. You dear, even if you not, just come to church. This, morning, this, this is the morning that people are playing soccer. People are playing ball today, this morning. People are jogging. That's when they know that they have to exercise and wash, and do things. They don't know what is coming up ahead. If they knew, they would have, if you know that, yeah, the evil day is coming, if you know what is coming from above, you would just change quickly, isn't it? They don't know. God says, you tell them, warn them, talk to them. All it takes is to tell them. Look at the next verse. If you tell them, you are free. But if you give the evil doer word of his danger, and he's not turned from his sin, or from his evil way, if you tell him, he doesn't change. Death will overtake him in his evil, in his evil doing. But your life will be safe. You will be safe. How will you make yourself safe? Tell them. Tell them. Don't joke with those who are around you who are doing foolish things. And say, hey, this boy there is Paulo. This chick there, yay, a sanka of the area. Change, tell her. Talk to her. If you don't talk to her, God will require her blood from you. Hello? Yeah. The same thing applies to those who are in the house of God who are fooling around. If you don't tell them that brother change, that one to it's, it's the next verse, next verse, verse 20. And again, when an upright man, these are upright people, these are people in the house of God. When an upright man turning away from his righteousness does evil 
and I put a cause of falling in his way. Death will overtake him because you have given him no word of his danger. Death will overtake him in his evil doing. And there will be no memory of the upright acts which he has done. But I will make you responsible for his blood. Yeah. So it means that it's, it's, it's two way. They must be one. They must stay in the house of God. They must grow through the word of God that you share with them. It's, you see, it's not, you see, you think that this is Old Testament. Oh, Pastor, this is Old Testament scripture. Ezekiel, Ezekiel, Ezekiel. It's old. Go to Acts chapter 20. You think that's old? Go to Acts chapter 20. Hallelujah. Yeah, it's a very serious thing. Acts chapter 20. Let's read from verse 17. Acts 20 from verse 17. We must make sure the house of God is filled. You understand? Oh, you, we are the ones to fill it. We are the ones to. People must hear the word. People must hear the word. Okay? People must hear the word. When you're coming, you came with somebody. Make sure that person, you always come with that person. Until the person can come on, the, on their own or his own. Today I saw you coming on your own. Nobody had to bring you. You come on your own, you're on your own. Then we go to another group. Come, bring, come. Come. Come, brother. It's not a small thing, oh. This is Paul. After he had preached the gospel to some people, he, was, he came to a place called Ephesus, and he called his leaders to come, and to, he, he told his leaders, he gave them a word. This is what he told them. And from Eletos, he sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church. And when they were come to him, he said unto them, ye, ye know from the first day that I came into Asia, after, that, after what manner I have been with you at all seasons, you know how I have lived my life at all times, serving the Lord with all humility of mind, and with many tears and temptations which befell me by the lying weight of the Jews. They wanted to kill him so many times. And how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you. But I have showed you and have taught you publicly and from house to house. He says, I was going, I was teaching publicly like I'm doing now. And I was going from house to house, knocking on people's doors and telling them and talking to them. This is what Paul did. Public, that's how the, the gospel is, is, is spread out. Publicly and from house to house. Go to the next verse. Testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance toward God. First thing, repentance toward God. And faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. Next verse. And now, behold, I go bound in the spirit of Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there. Save that the Holy Ghost witnessed in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. Verse 24. But none of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy. And the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify of the gospel of grace. There's a ministry we've received that is to testify of the gospel, to talk about the gospel. Tell people. Tell them, but tell them. Yeah. Next verse. And now behold, I know that you all among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God shall see my face no more. Next verse. Next verse. I, you really need to say it. Wherefore, I take you to record this day, that I am pure from the blood of all men. I take you to record this day. Let, let's read BBA. And so I say to you this day that I am clean from the blood of all men. Why? Because he's a watchman. He's a child of God and hence a watchman, just like you and I. And he says, I have made sure I preach, I've preached to everybody that I know. I've spoken to all those who are around me. I've made sure of it. All those who are around me, everybody must hear. So I'm telling you today that, brother, I'm pure of the blood. God knows that I'm pure of everybody's blood. If they ask me, I say this one, I told him. 
Good. Oh, this one I told you. You didn't mind me. Tell them if you don't mind, you fine. Do you understand? Yeah. But don't close your mouth. Amplify. Let's read the Amplify. Therefore, I testify and protest to you on this our parting day that I am clean and innocent and not responsible for the blood of any of you. I'm not responsible for the blood of any of you because I've done what I'm supposed to do. Next verse, 27. For I never shrank or kept back or fell short from declaring to you the whole purpose and plan and counsel of God. I did not fall short. I did not shrink back or keep back anything from you. I've told you, I've declared to you the whole purpose and the plan and the counsel of God. So I'm free from the blood of all men. Can you say that? I realize that you can't say that. Yeah. Let's, we have to say this too. It's a place God has designed for all of us to get to, to be able to say that, brother, I'm pure of the blood of all men. All those who are around me have preached. All the people God has given to me to preach to have preached to. I've spoken to them, my classmates, my schoolmates, my dorm mates, my, my high school mates, my secondary school. Everybody has spoken. You have, you have school groups. Put the gospel there. They are putting naked things there. Every class group has a, about four people who are into foolish things or porn. Like they always, is it true? Every, and they are very confident. Very, 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 very confident. I have to delete myself from a certain group. Yeah, and I'm going to delete, I'm making plans to delete myself from another group. When I delete, then they'll add me. When I delete, then they'll add me. So I want to give them another number. So this is my new number. When they put it on, then I'll take the number and throw it away. So they can't find me. That's what I have to Because they're always putting naked pictures, putting, and you see, they don't respect anything. They, they're just doing whatever they want to do. So you to be confident by putting something gospel on it. Put the gospel on it. When they ask, why, 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 why are you doing that? And you say, you put two fingers on the page. I'm pure of the blood of all men. <laughs> Sharp. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's by the ability of God. We do it by the ability of God. We do it by the power of the Holy Spirit. Like I said, don't look at your wrongs. Look at what is most important. Fulfill your purpose. Do what God has called you for. In Jesus' name. Rise up upon your feet and just thank God for what he has shared with you. I'm chosen of God. Say, I'm chosen of God. Father, I receive grace. 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 Receive grace from above. Grace from heaven to do the will of God. Grace from heaven. Grace from heaven. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.